Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back with you to talk about NASCAR at New Hampshire on a Monday. So the race just finished a few hours ago. We are also going to talk about IndyCar. They race north of the border at Toronto for, um, well, that what was the Honda Indy Grand Prix, whatever. Um, we have mm-hmm. a lot of tea this week. Um, some F1 changes, driver changes. You probably already know about it because... Um, the one F1 Reddit keeps ta- talking about it, for me at least. And, yeah, a bunch of... Tony Stewart is in the tea a lot today. So. Oh, yeah. It's a Tony Stewart-flavored tea. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It, if it tastes like... What's, what that thing he did? The Oreo and the soda? Is that what he did? The Oreo dipping in the Coke? Remember that commercial? I don't. What? I could believe it. You don't. He did that. But, so you didn't watch no. Nat. So you never watched NASCAR before. That's what you. No, apparently you did. This y'all, I know my the listeners right now are about to crash their car, being like, "How does he not know that?" Car? It was like 2012 in the Mobile One fire suit. He's doing. Uh-huh. Remember, he was doing the split, but it wasn't really him doing the split. And he like takes the Oreo and dips it in the soda. I forgot what it was called. What? Was it like soda? Yeah, well, soda he cookie. Spot, sir, he was. He was sponsored by Oreo and everything. I like I remember that. Yeah, but he was in his Mobile One fire suit. I don't even know. I'm gonna be real with you. I think it was a Mobile One commercial. But like, I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. But that makes me really sad. So if the tea tastes like that, then it'll taste good. If it tastes like Tony yeah. Stewart, I don't know. But. Mm. Bef- okay. We'll we'll just say it tastes like Oreos and soda. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll say that it's a weird thing for tea, I guess, but deal with it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, another thing, Zach. Before we get started, this is actually our first episode that we've done since the Indy Five Hundred without a guest, which is kind of crazy. It's been wow. a month and a half. That's crazy. Yeah. And technically, for that episode, you were kind of a guest because you had that whole experience of a guest. True. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway was the guest. Then. Listen, well, so. let's let's think about it. This is the first like just normal episode, vanilla, if you would. Long time. Um, mm-hmm. and we maybe just, it's vanilla flavored tea. <laughs> and we had two normal races. You know, yeah. they were good though. They were good. I think both of them were good. IndyCar and NASCAR, but yeah. we had some normal races. So, yeah, welcome to a vanilla episode of the Gay Racing Podcast. <laughs> We're gonna be we're gonna be so boring today. We have nothing interesting to talk about, um, at all. So, because Martin Truex Jr. won. <laughs> so on a Monday again for the second time this year for like I don't know the fiftieth Monday fiftieth in his career. I don't know. He's won. He's won on Monday so much. It's insane that literally. It, it's like a. Di- I, I don't know. That's so weird. Denny Hamlin's done it a lot too, right? Like back in the day, at least. Um, like twenty ten. So. so it um, is interesting because yeah. NASCAR doesn't race on Mondays often, obviously, because it has to be postponed. But he does it again. I don't know if he's just like able to prepare more, like, and he just is better at doing that. It's, like it's kind of weird. It's like when he's when when Martin Truex is good at something, he's really good at it. Like when he kept winning at Martinsville and Richmond, for example. Like when that yeah. nineteen team seems to hit on something and the Monday thing's probably a coincidence. Like he's good at Dover. Apparently he's really good at New Hampshire. Um third most laps led all time at New Hampshire, 
But this was his very first win at New Hampshire. And I didn't really, because when he was leading today, you know, during the whole thing, I'm, I was like, wait, I don't think he's actually won here before. Because I, I normally have a good memory about all that. And I don't, rem- I didn't remember him winning in the 78 car ever. So, right. yeah, this was his first win at New Hampshire ever. It was a long time coming, he said, because obviously it's one of his eight home tracks. So, <laughs> so he's, yeah. he's yeah. crossing another one off the bucket list. <laughs> what, is Watkins Glen next? I think he's won there before, though. I don't know. but I think he's won there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool for Martin Truex to get another win, honestly. And we've seen this, like, at Richmond, Martinsville. It took him a while for a while to win these. I mean, he won Dover immediately. That was his first win. Yeah. But... Yeah, and when you mentioned the third most laps led in New Hampshire, only Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart have led more laps there. So, wow, very impressive. Yeah, I don't have much to say about Truex dominating. He was my fantasy pick, mm-hmm. so we'll talk about fantasy at the end of the episode, but we're now tied in fantasy yeah. again. We'll talk about I'm happy later. about that. It's too painful to talk about but, right now. <laughs> I don't know, Zach. I think we should stay on topic of fantasy no. because your pick I think, was Christopher actually, Bell. So, yeah, let's talk about Christopher Bell. Not in context of being my pick, but let's okay. talk about how much of a failure that 22, that 20 team is because what? How did he? I mean, he started on pole, right? He was the only one faster mm-hmm. than Truex in qualifying. He kept up with him in that first stint. I mean, that 20 car was fast. We know Christopher Bell's fast at New Hampshire. Won there last year. He won there a lot in Xfinity. Almost won the cup race in 2021, right? So, he's really good at New Hampshire. That team, that 20 car was fast, but that first pit stop, I believe, um, the the first stage caution, did he get a speeding penalty? Is that right? I don't remember. He got some sort of penalty. I forget what exactly it was. Because they, I, conf- do, I, I forgot about the that. way they yeah. presented it was weird because they were like, um, I don't know. They made it seem like it was a team mistake, but if it was a speeding penalty, it would have been a driver mistake. I don't know, but some kind of pit road issue that you know obviously you don't want. So that puts yeah. them in the back, and of course here at New Hampshire, even though they brought a softer tire to increase tire wear, they were running three and four wide. At points today, it was still a track position race. Either it's too hard to pass or you can't pass because they're on four wide in front of you. That's what I saw Christopher mm-hmm. Bell struggle with today. He was just stuck in traffic. The highest he got after that, I believe, was fifth. Which Adam Stevens was like, oh, we're running fifth? That's great. Let's take four tires so we can restart eighth instead. Yay! Like, it's New Hampshire. I'm, I'm, I, I, I get it. Your car is fast. Taking four tires might be the opportunity for you to go up and pass Truex. <laughs> but you didn't. He lost spots on every single restart. Like, in the last stint, yeah. at least. I don't know about every restart today. But I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he lost a spot on every single restart today. Because that was just garbage execution by the 20 team. Like, I don't want to put my confidence in that team again. Because that was just embarrassing. For it's Christopher Bell's best track. 20 team... Is the 20 team your flop of the week? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Abso- absolutely. Along with the entire IndyCar field for letting Alex Pillow finish second. Like, abs- how do you mess that up? Like, I, <laughs> like, I just don't... It's just frustrating. Um, And that's... Yeah. And I, as for that 20 team, they only have one win this year, Bristol Dirt. You're a JGR car. Toyota's so fast. You see Martin... Tr- it's kind of like with um Bowman and Elliott... Where and even Larson to an extent right now, where it's like your teammates are going out and winning all these races. 
Um, but you know, you've only got that one, you know, Bell only has that one win at a dirt track, Bristol dirt. Like he hasn't even won on asphalt this year yet, which, you know, kind of, kind of want to be able to do. So, but we've seen what that 20 team can do in the playoffs last year. I mean, they were, yeah, they had two game seven moments. So we'll see, you know, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs. We'll see how they perform in the playoffs, but they need to not have performances like that, or they're going to get knocked out in like the round of 12 because that's just not what you can do right yep so for sure and another person had issues today specifically in the pits was ryan blaney he was doing really good blaney i think released too soon and he ran over a hose i was there and you can't do that that's a penalty and he finished like in the 20s just little things like that just always come back for the 12 team and it's it's frustrating yeah, that's and that's like a that's not a pit mistake we see a lot because normally what they take that mm. uh what is it called a what is it called a the thing that goes what is it called yeah I don't know I don't I know what you're talking about because in my know. my text they, they I sent you earlier stuck. I didn't remember what it was called because the thing that touches the wheel nut like the it's not called a jack it's called a uh, gun it's a gun it's like a air gun. Uh-huh. Pit, yeah. I don't know, some, some kind of gun. Pit but gun. normally know. they take it and they throw it back to the pit wall, which it looks really cool. But I guess little bro just forgot to do it because I think it was a two tire stop, so it was quicker than normal, I guess. Um, so maybe their rhythm was messed up, and I'm I'm glad it's a rule though because I think it's a huge safety issue because if he runs over that ho- hose and it snaps, it's really dangerous. So that's the reason yeah. I, I believe that's the reason it's a penalty. So. Um, I mean, you know, that's just their fault. They messed up, which, again, it sucks because Blaney was having a great day. I mean, he's, the, you know, another, how many times do we see this 12 team just kind of fail to execute a good finish, finishing 22nd? And, you know, he's got that win at the 600, so he's not really worried about the playoff spot. But if you look at where he is in the point standings, he was 7th in points. Or, wait, yeah, he's 7th in points right now, I think. NASCAR's mm-hmm. site is so dumb with whatever. But it might be the playoff grid. I don't know which. Yeah, one I don't know at. why they do this. They just need. Okay, now I got it. So he is. Yeah, he, so he is seventh in points. Like not that far behind people in front of him. In fact, getting third in the regular season is very much um, a possibility for Blaney. He's only like. And this hurts that he's only like twenty something points behind third, which is Christopher Bell actually. Um, yeah. so you know you. You know, for getting more playoff points, you get more playoff points the higher you finish in the top ten in the regular season. So, um, yeah. that's just that just kind of sucks. So, I don't know. But Man, I'll tell you what: if Blaney, like he's always top five every single week, and then something sometimes will happen more often than not. Something will just happen, and then he'll finish in the twenties. If that just doesn't happen, Blaney would have, like, the most consistent record yeah. of, like, anyone. It's like Matt Kenseth or something. Yeah. It's crazy. And you know what? And what? He has 10 top 10s this year, um, which is, like, I think the second most out of everybody, it looks like. Only behind Kyle Busch. Um, what's crazy is the Fords actually ran pretty good this weekend. If you look at it, right? We saw Logano obviously finish second. Harvick was running up there. Harrison Burton was running in the top 10 at one point. About knocked me True. out. I don't even know where he finished, but Brad, Brad was running up front, um, you know, which he, he, we're used to him running in the top 10, but he was running in the top five, like really good performance by the Fords this week. I don't know if it's just because it wasn't so reliant on the arrow, um, 
in qualifying they weren't as strong i heard like they just are really draggy down the straightaways or something um but then mm. they go to the super speedways and they're fast so it doesn't really make sense i don't know but blaney is still the highest forward in points um but behind a bunch of chevy and toyotas so right it's a shame they didn't you know can get a nice top five today Right. And you mentioned Joey Logano. He was able to like pressure Truex at the end there. He just didn't have anything for him. That though. was a classic but... Joey Logano finishes second. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's had races and... like that at Martinsville, like against William Byron, who he just comes out of nowhere to finish yeah. second. Yeah. And the thing with Joey is, is that sometimes like he's kind of the reverse Blaney is that he'll run like 20th all day. I don't know if he was today or not. Yeah, he was top but 10. He'd he be like 20th all day. And then he would just show up at the end for the top five. Yeah. He's like the reverse Ryan Blaney. Him really and interesting. him and Blaney had really good runs today. Austin Cendrick was the they guy did. he's missing. Like he's on a milk carton right now. I don't I don't know where he is. I saw him get put a lap down. Yeah. So I that's yeah, that two teams gotta figure something out. I think we have we've had Jackson Todd on here a lot and he's talked about the hundred start yeah. theory that he has. When you get to your 100 stars, you'll do really, really good. I yeah. think Cendric's at around 50 to 60. Yeah, fair enough. Give him enough. another year. Give him another year, and I think he'll start performing better. Yeah, I'm being a little hopefully. hard on And more four drivers. You mentioned Harvick Kozlowski. Those two are just always able to point really well, and that's why they are like 100-plus points of the good in the playoffs right mm-hmm. now. They're former and NASCAR Kozlowski, champions. Yep. They true. know what they're doing. I wanted to follow up on Kozlowski. He's going to get a win at some point. I said this after Atlanta. It might not. He might get a win at like a Richmond or at something. At this point, it might not even be. Yeah, it might not even be a super speedway. I mean, this could happen yeah. next week at Pocono even. I wouldn't even be surprised if he goes and mm-hmm. wins at Pocono at this point, especially if strategy comes into play. Um, But we'll have to see yeah. how the Fords are doing in general at like a higher speed track. Um, But yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know if RFK can do it at a mile and a half right now. But yeah. everywhere else... It seems fair Definitely game. Definitely Richmond. I could see Richmond. I could see Richmond. Brad's yeah. decent at Richmond. He's got a win there when he was in Penske. So Ooh, we could yeah. see it. And Kevin Harvick, by the way, on that last restart, stayed out and did not take any tires. And I was like, that's an interesting call by Rodney Childers. It worked out. They finished fourth. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. No, me neither. And yeah, another top 10 for Harvick. Like, <laughs> that's just the thing he does. Yeah. He's. Where is he in points? He is ninth, ninth in points. Like, and I believe he's higher than both RFK cars. Still right? the only SHR car that's you know doing. Chase Briscoe did actually have a good run today. Eric Amarola, and let's transition to Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola had a great run today. He was running second for most of the day. He qualified, I believe, in the second row. Like, but for the second week in a row, you know, he throws away um or the team for this time, throws away uh, an amazing run that that team needs because Atlanta, he kind of got himself out of the train, went to the back of the pack, couldn't get the track position back. Today, after a yellow flag pit stop, they didn't get the wheel nut on tight enough, which, you know, happens a lot. And on the restart, goes into the turn, the wheel falls off, he wrecks. And that's just a punch in the stomach for that 10 team. Like, they, listen, they have one top ten this year. Yeah. So when you're running top five for two weeks in a row now, and you've given those two top fives up, that's just awful. He, he's 27th in points. He's He has to win. He could have won last week. 
he he's he wins at super speedways. He didn't he win a duel this year? Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And he won at New Hampshire two years ago. So the two type last two weeks are the two types of tracks, the only two types of tracks he can win at right now. That by evidence. And he blew them. True. The team blew them. The whole team. So Yeah. He's not making I the playoffs. Say, I don't think he's making the playoffs. Atlanta Atlanta was more on Atlanta was more on Right. Like Eric last himself, week, and this week was all the team. Yeah, last week a driver made a mistake. This week the team made a mistake. So like the whole team is like they just throw away their only two chances unless yeah. you know. But you don't want to go into Daytona being like, oh, we'll just win this and make it to the playoffs. No, dude, you're gonna get murdered. Like there's no, you're, you're not. No, you're not just gonna go into Daytona and win it. It's just not gonna happen. So, and you know what sucks more is that Eric. Thought like maybe the tire wasn't all the way tight because he thought something felt weird when he was leaving the pit. So Uh-oh. he asked, and they said, "Oh, it's tight." The team said it was tight. Oh, and then I didn't he know crashes this. from the lead, and then he asked what happened, and they're like, "Well, it wasn't tight." It's like that's why that's would you lie to great. me? Why would you lie to me? What the? Because <laughs> don't they have cameras where they can check? I think they. Have... I think so. Don't they? Do they have they cameras have on the helmets? Them. I thought. Th- I don't know. I. I don't know. I feel like they do. I don't know if they all have that. Do they all have that? I don't know. I feel like that used to be a thing. Yeah. Not a TV thing. I've seen that like on TV. Yeah, but it wasn't like a TV thing. I don't know if it's for all of them. I don't know. Because I think they start, or they started to do that to check if the wheel was tight. I think that's why they started to do that. If someone knows, let us know. But yeah, Yeah. Almarola, that's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder if a, Thing like that with his team, the bad communication. If that's like gonna not lead him one way or the other on this is my last season. I saw a tweet today that was like Almarola is definitely gonna retire now because it's like, you know, it's just mm-hmm. what's the point? He should have been yeah. contending for a win these last two weeks, and they can't even do that. I wouldn't be very motivated to, you know. I mean, if I'm he. he I don't know. It's hard to read Almarola's motivations in the sport because I think he really wants to win that Daytona 500 because he, sh- yeah. you know, he got so close. He probably should have. But yeah. if he's gonna keep trying to stay in NASCAR just to win the Daytona 500, it's just you're gonna be racing till you're 60, dude. You know, like there's no guarantee <laughs> on that. Yeah. So that's just the. I think that's the thing with Eric. Like you know, if he had that 500 win, he wouldn't be in the sport right now. He would have been retired already. Well. And don't forget that he basically wanted to retire, but he got brought back then because Smithfield wanted him. Yeah. Just kind of talked into a bit longer. Yeah, so. fair enough. But I'll be curious. We'll have to see what happens with that. But yeah, my boy, my boy's ready to go. Like, isn't, wasn't it this time <laughs> last year where Rick Allen, like, broke that news, like, on the television broadcast? It was, <laughs> it was NBC's first race last year. It was Nashville during pace laps. And Rick Allen was like, Maybe not. Maybe he's not leaving. And everyone's like, what? Are you talking who about? Who said that? We're like all a, like, who and, said that? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then a few weeks later, it was announced. So, yeah, I guess around now, last year is when he said he was coming back. It's like, Rick, no one said that. Like, what are you talking <laughs> Rick, and, you know what Rick said earlier? Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. But he said, mm. um, they were joking about True Because Truex said that, like, my teammates or... It should be company policy to not wreck when your teammates in the lead. In response to, I think Bell wrecking himself. It was. Um, yeah. and then, and then true. And then Rick Allen said, "Well, maybe on Monday he can put that in the suggestion box." I'm just like Rick. 
it is Monday. <laughs> I tell you, I'll tell you right now, Truex has already submitted that to the box. So <laughs> maybe, he, maybe. Rick was right. <laughs> he pr- and then Ty Gibbs hit the wall. <laughs> God, that God. was funny. I thought Denny Hamlin was going to hit something with that ugly ass car. <laughs> oh my um, God. Someone else I want to talk about quick is William Byron. What happened here? Because, like, at early in the race, he was up in the front. A normal William Byron disappeared. Yeah. That's what he was. Yeah. Then. And then he finished He finished 25th. Um, did anything? I watched the highlights before we recorded, and I didn't see anything. I think it was... Was it a bad... Did he get a penalty or something? Or a bad pit stop? Didn't he hit... Know. Remember he hit Justin Haley on the way out of his pit? Oh, maybe that caused damage. That's right, that did happen. Maybe that caused maybe. major damage that slowed him down, and maybe they tried to fix it during a pit stop. I don't actually know because maybe. I remember they tried they tried running long during those green flag stops. Yeah. Right? Did I make that up? I feel like that happened. That sounds right. Yeah. Um. So I'm thinking it's all to do with that contact with Justin Haley because that was some pretty major contact. And yeah, you know, we know how sensitive the steering is on these cars after context made so maybe it was yeah. something like that but yeah i mean hey he can afford it he's still the points leader well actually ju- oh, just yeah. kidding no he's not he's 17 behind. <laughs> he, he would be if he didn't have the penalty from earlier this year but he's 17 he, behind true he now. was he was the point leader yes, last coming week in. so yeah but yeah um we'll have to see That'll be interesting to watch this Byron versus Truex battle for the regular season because Bell's like 62 back. So there's kind of a big gap there. I think it's going to be down to those two. And they're both, yeah. I mean, the most consistent drivers and the most winningest drivers this season. Four and three wins apiece. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, Kyle Busch is the only one really kind of coming close to those kinds of numbers. So we'll have to keep an right. eye on them. But, yeah. Yeah. And then you mentioned Kyle Busch, yeah. actually. Uh, he ended up having an issue at the end of stage one. He, like, spun out and turned Horrible one. weekend. kind of bizarre. I didn't yeah. realize he, like... He was running awful. He hit the wall in practice, and then he wrecked in qualifying. And now he wrecked yeah. in, uh, in the race. He just got loose, right? He just lost it? Yeah. Like... Yeah. And he wasn't Weird. coming up. He started in the back, obviously. He was not coming up through the field. He was not. No. So whenever he would show up on the ticker, he was like in 27th or something like that. It was yeah. a rough day. It Yeah, it's yeah. He wants to forget about this weekend. And it's normally a pretty strong track for him. Um, and we even yeah. saw Austin Dillon running up front a little bit today. So, you know, um, Pocono right. Pocono is a pretty good track run, though. So we'll see what he d- can do next yeah. week with that a car. And then someone else I want to talk about. Bubba Wallace had a solid recovery after some several mistakes in the pits. Yeah. Uh, he slid through his pit box twice during the race. He still recovered to finish eighth. That's probably going to save him a lot of points in the playoffs. We're going to talk about that in a second. But yeah, you know, Bubba Wallace of the past, like maybe even a year ago, he would not have recovered no. from that at all. I think we've talked about that before. Like he's recovered, covering more. Good. Very glad to see that from Bubba, that he's able to just, you know, get his head yeah. back in the game and just move on from it. Being on the cut line, that's really important. You know, finishing where he did, he's two points above the cut line right now. I mean, every point matters at this point. But, duh. but um, and yeah. I don't I don't know how many stage points he got today, but he was kind of running up there. 
in that DraftKings paint scheme. Mm-hmm. Both him and the the forty five car reminded me of one of Danica's old cars for some reason. Whoa! I don't know which one you were like the twenty fifteen one that had a lot of black on it because obviously the car was black, but it had green and orange on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I can see that's that. what okay. I rem- I kept seeing that today, and I'm like, it was so it was so cool, but. And big, Redick, big weekend for Danica paint schemes. It, we'll talk about that. It was. Um, where did Reddick finish? <laughs> Tyler Reddick, sixth place. I mean, big day. Big day for Denny Hamlin. Hamlin was sandwiched between both of his cars, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Mm. So, yeah. Nice. I mean, um, yeah. Before we get into the playoff picture, uh, Michael McDowell and Ryan Priest, I don't know if you saw this, Zach. I did. They exchanged some words after the race. Uh, NBC showed this, and then there was another video. Uh, someone tweeted that Jeff Gluck, a video of Priest approaching Michael McDowell after the race, kind of looked like he was really mad and then like tapped him on the shoulder and walked away. And then NBC got a video of Michael McDowell chasing after Priest. And they were like, oh, is this going to be conflict? But it wasn't. McDowell just like, I think, wanted to apologize, it looked like. And then they had a little laugh afterward. Oh. Um, Did they interesting kiss? Interesting to say. Not them. Someone oh. else was close, but <laughs> but yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting because McDowell gets in a lot of these confrontations a lot. That's what I was about to say. People's butts. He, I feel so. like every time he gets in a confrontation, he's just like he's ready to like give this like. What did Bubba say once that he's like uh, it was something religious, which like I didn't really like the comment, but like it was just something. Yeah. He he's always like presenting as this really like nice guy that never does anything wrong. But then he's getting in conflicts with Daniel Suarez, Bubba Wallace, who is fighting him for the playoff spots right now, which is ironic. Mm-hmm. And now Ryan Priest. It's just like, why are you getting in conflicts with all these guys if you're so nice? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> well, we could say the same thing about Joey Logano, Ross Chastain. Like, it's probably the same kind of thing. Yeah. That's true. It is very much Joey Logano energy. Yeah. And hey, the and 34 car running in the top 10 today. I don't think he finished was. there, obviously. If and he's fighting with Ryan Priest, he definitely didn't. F- <laughs> he, de- <laughs> and he definitely didn't finish the top 10. Todd Gilland was running top 10 for a I know he didn't finish there, but he was like 11th, 10th at one point. Yeah. Front row has honestly stepped up their game a lot. And then let's actually talk about the playoff picture. Um, as we said every week, the four, the six, 17, they're like 100 plus in. They should be good unless we have a bunch of crazy winners. And then you have Bubba Wallace plus two, Michael McDowell plus one, Cutline, Daniel Suarez minus one. Michael McDowell's surrounded by all the people he's had beef with yeah. in the points. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about Priest. I forgot about, yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, Almondinger minus 20, and then Chase That's... Elliott watch, if you're interested, is 23rd. Not... He lost points again, I think, is 60 back. <laughs> he lost point. He finished 12th today, and he lost points again. Because Michael McDowell because... got stage points today. That's why. Yeah, and I don't think Elliott did. Elliott was yeah. running 22nd when McDowell got stage points. That... <laughs> I can't. He is my man lost... Chase Elliott has lost points to the cut line the last two weeks. Was it three weeks, actually? Like, that's crazy. I think it was the last two, at least. Girl. To Michael McDowell. We have six races left. You have to make up ten points. You he, know? He needs to go out and win. Or at least get the points yeah. like you're like he's going to win. Like, this is not good. 
I thought Chase Elliott had this in the bag. It. I don't. I don't know. I think he's gonna have to win. It, it's not looking good on points anymore. It it's, was looking real good when he was gaining like 20 every week, but that was when he was getting stage points. He's yeah. not getting stage points anymore. They need to, and apparently that car, they, un, I heard they unloaded and they did not like how that car was handling at all. Like they just had a unlucky mm-hmm. setup. So go into Pocono, they need to hit it. They need to hit it in qualifying, have track position from the start, get stage points. And that's why these stages, you know, I've really warmed up to stages in NASCAR. Because it really does, I know, because it really rewards good qualifying, I feel like. Like, Mm. and I think that's kind of important. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just nice to see that if you do qualify bad and you don't, don't get stage points for it, it kind of matters for some reason or not for, for, you know, for some drivers. So I've warmed Mm -hmm. up to the concept of it surprisingly. So, I mean, yeah. and it's definitely affecting that nine team because he finished the head of Michael McDowell today just by one spot, but he still lost to the cut line. Like, that's not good. <laughs> not ideal. Yep. So, and also, you know, Kyle Larson finished third. William Byron was running up front before his issues. Bowman was running in the top 10 before he lost his talent. Like, I mean, he was, you know, your teammates are running fine. Well, The internet went out? Question mark? Hello? Oh, there you are. I can hear you. Yeah, sorry, we're good. It just went out for a second. Okay. What did you say about him? I was saying Bowman got spun by Ty Gibbs, did he not? Um, He got loose. Is that a talent thing? He got loose. Yeah? Bowman did. Bowman? Yeah, Alex? The one in the 48 oh. car? <laughs> we talking okay. about the same person? In in NASCAR? Okay. Not IndyCar? The, the, the guy? Yeah, like... He spun on his own. Okay. Well, not on his, but like he spun in the high lane and then came down and hit Ty Gibbs. Did he not? I'll have to relook at it. That's not how you I. You will have to I relook at Gibbs it. Gibbs just ran into him. No. The, okay. Ty, Ty Gibbs is too slow to be running into people. He would never do that. I mean, I know Bowman had penalties, but Gibbs is ahead of Bowman in points. So. Right in front of him. Actually, by one point. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang. Well, maybe. Yeah, I'll have to relook at that. That's what I remember seeing. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Let us know on Twitter. Okay. I have no idea. Or threads. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah. And that's that's really all we have to say about NASCAR. I thought it was a really good race. And we talked about this before we started recording, Alex. But we've really never seen racing at New Hampshire like this, I feel like. Like, more and more, this track is becoming a multi-groove um, track, and I don't exactly know why. It might be a thing with the next-gen car. Um, This track is kind of one where they can shift, but you would think that would make the racing worse. And it was still right. hard to pass today, especially up front, but, like, in the back, especially, excuse me, after restarts, they were going four wide in the turns. Three and four wide. Like, it looked crazy, and they were running... Yeah. It looked like the preferred groove that Truex is running. Literally, it was like the third and fourth lane, which is just crazy to me. Because Alex, back in the day at New Hampshire, right, like 10 years ago, they were running the apron, you know? Yeah. Like, they were running the yeah. apron. Like, you know, the at New Hampshire, it was either you run the apron or you run that second groove, that which is the lowest groove that has banking. But now, they're they're charging into the corner. Having the car go off the newer asphalt, because remember, the the three lanes on the bottom are newer asphalt, and then it's old asphalt, kind of like Martinsville, um, older asphalt Mm -hmm. up at the top. They let their car wash up to the older asphalt and then let the car turn 
and then gas up on the newer asphalt down low. So they're diamonding the corner. It was a weird line, and it created this insane three and four wide racing because, you know, the fastest way around the track was to go way up the groove. So it yeah, let you, and yeah. I noticed that with Harvick specifically, you know how they always talk about Harvicking, yeah, that annoying term. Harvick was doing that today. I noticed he was like going really high, and then he would he dive invented back down like it was diamonding. He yeah. invented yeah. running the bottom. If you didn't know. <laughs> he invented running the bottom <laughs> but yeah very interesting race it was a uh, it was solid i wouldn't yeah. say it was like great but like it was okay i like i you know i was really impressed because i think i was impressed because i was following christopher bell um, well, I wasn't impressed by Christopher Bell. <laughs> Let me get that one straight. <laughs> but I was impressed by like the fact that I didn't know if Christopher Bell was going to get back up front because I knew he had mm. a fast car, but I was just trying to watch him try to get through traffic. That was interesting to me. And, you know, seeing if anyone was going to contend with Truex, it didn't look like anyone was. But behind him, it was a dogfight for that second place. So it's kind of like an F1 style race, almost. So I... I I actually stayed really engaged with the race today. And I think what helped with that, which we'll talk about after the break, was IndyCar was yesterday, obviously on Sunday, and because NASCAR got rained out, it just kind of let us have a whole day to focus on NASCAR. And it just helped me stay engaged with it. Because if I watch a bunch of races in one day, my brain gets fatigued. I have ADHD. It's hard for me to follow racing as it is. It's just not an ADHD-friendly sport, obviously. So, yeah. Um, I was... It was one right of the better. With you. It was one of the better New Hampshire races I've seen. It's one of the most underrated tracks on the schedule, and IndyCar should run here. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we'll go ahead and take a break, and then we'll talk about IndyCar at Toronto. So, IndyCar was at Toronto, the Toronto Street Circuit, um, this weekend, their yearly trip up north of the border, and there's is the contract renewed for Toronto next year? Because I heard it might not be. Ooh. Oh, I heard that they were working on it. Yeah, they were working on it. Yeah, hopefully they do, or maybe not. I don't know. It it was a pretty good race, actually. I was very engaged into that race. You know, IndyCar's having a great season, and we have another new time, new first time winner, or the second one of the year, I believe. Uh, Christian Lungard finally um, breaks through, gets a first win in dominating fashion. You could say. I mean, he yeah, got the pole say. in wet conditions, and he, you know, that's not the first time he's qualified really good in IndyCar. He has a he has a few other podium finishes in the series, and finally gets that win with um, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan. Big day for obviously the driver and the team. You know, the team not having an ideal year, just really subpar performance. Awful, 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 awful at the beginning of the year. Awful at the Indy 500, uh, qualifying at least. So, for this win, this win's just huge all around, obviously. Lungard getting his sure. first win. You know, he's one of the... Few, he's one of, actually, the many drivers, like um, Callum Mylott. Wasn't there somebody else that came from the European ladder over to IndyCar? Um, I guess, technically, Marcus, Marcus Erickson. Armstrong. Yeah, Marcus Armstrong. Yeah, he who, you know, didn't even... Um, he was in F2, came over to um, IndyCar... And then there's other examples that, you know, they made it to F1 and they came over to IndyCar. So, yeah. you know, a lot of drivers from the European ladder 
coming over to IndyCar, and instead of making it to F1, they're finding a home in IndyCar, and, well, they're winning. So, you know, it's yeah. it's pretty cool to see. I want to I wanna highlight something with Christian, Christian Lungard, and that is that you and I, when we were asked a question, was if we if both Polo and Erickson left Ganassi, who would you pick? We both picked Christian Lungard. Yeah. I think for good reason. Obviously. Rayo Letterman Lanigan, as you said, is not been good at all this year. And he's been putting in impressive runs throughout the entire year. And for him to do this, like he's still new to this. Like he's only twenty one. Like he's younger than both of us, Zach. Ew. Like I know, that's crazy. Oh. But like he's still fairly new to this and yeah. he's catching on really quick. I think if once he gets to a top team, he's going to be a championship contender. I think you could see him go on tears like Polo is, has. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that I was at his IndyCar debut at the Indianapolis Road Course in 2021. And a lot of people felt very sour with him because he just, I don't think at the time he really appreciated IndyCar. He kind of felt like he was better than the series. He belonged in F1, oh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But ever since then, I think he's really gained appreciation and a love for IndyCar. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a very, I love seeing this transition for him. Because, I mean, at the time he was like, what, 19, maybe just turned 20 in 2021. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm really happy he's in IndyCar and it seems like he wants to stay. So, yeah, I'm, I really like this. And by the way, this is huge for him personally in that team because Hy-V is primary sponsor. They sponsor Iowa as for yeah, going next. So that's got to be up. huge for the team and him. Yeah. And yeah, I think Lungard, he could totally get another win. And by the way, in the championship, he is now seventh in points. Wow. And he that's was a big deal. He's so ahead of Will Power. Yeah. And Colton Herta. Yeah. And Rossi. And that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because if you look at who's in front of them, it's Ganassi and Penske and Pato Award. Like, yeah. That, you know, be seventh. Yep. In, I didn't realize he was that high up. That is and really, I believe, really impressive. Yeah. His teammates are both like way at the bottom. Ray Hall and Harvey. Yeah. Ray Hall. So, like, I'm that... looking for Ray Hall. I still haven't seen him. Jesus Christ. Harvey's 23rd. <laughs> Where the hell is Ray Hall? Is Ray Hall lower? Ray Hall's got to be higher Where'd he than he go? Harvey. Where is he? Oh, he's 14th. Ray Hall's 14th. Ray Hall 14th, okay, okay. Harvey 23rd. Okay. <laughs> and Ray Hall had a pretty decent... <laughs> he finished 9th yesterday at Toronto. And then Harvey... Oh, well, yeah, 24th, so... <laughs> Harvey, Harvey kind of caused that lap one incident. Oh, right. I missed that. I don't even remember. I think... Was I asleep? Yeah, you were, you were napping still. I was, yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, we're not going to talk about that, but what we are going to talk about, Zach, is the celebration of Christian Lungard. And his best friend was there. Christian Lungard's best friend was there. His little bestie. And this was this was so cute. And I'm so happy it for was. the best friend as well. His name's, his name's Victor. Yes. And it was great. And listen, if you won an IndyCar race, I'd be crying. Like, come on. You better. And the camera was on me. I'd be you crying. You better be crying. Be crying for you. you better be, like, throwing up. You better be screaming. Yeah. Like. <laughs> you um because exactly there was like there was a dialogue on twitter that mm-hmm. and i might have been a part of it um <laughs> i was but like listen it looked a little fruity to me i'm not gonna lie because here's the thing 
never before I feel like has a driver won a race and the because ca- normally like you know at the Indy 500 for example the camera cuts to like the driver's wife never does it really yeah. cut to their best friend or if it does cut to their best friend it's like someone like that we know like another driver or like whatever but this was like the first time like ever where it just cuts to like a bet like somebody who's like just a friend but it's not like another like driver or someone famous so it just like I can kind of, I can kind of understand because putting the attention on that person just makes it feel a little bit intimate, whether it's yeah. platonic or romantic or whatever. Because like it's mm-hmm. kind of disrespectful to like call these guys gay. It is because men can show mm-hmm. emotion. They can show emotion. They can be friends. They can give each other hugs. Hell, they can kiss each other. I would have been fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it would have been a little yeah. fruity. Like- but I would have understood yeah. if they kissed each other. I just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But in in all seriousness, no. In all seriousness, like it's cool that men can just show affection for one another, yeah. whether it's platonic or romantic, and feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm glad NBC showed that. Like that was really cool, special moment for both of them. Like obviously, this best friends probably watched Christian's career for years and years and years. You know. Like, you know, he's probably been there for the whole ride. I wanted to know more about that backstory. Like, if there was... Because they didn't bring up anything about, like, who this Victor guy is. Which I think... I think NBC should have. Not to, like, avoid the gay rumors. But just, like... It builds the story up. That's just storytelling, right? Like, who is this guy? I don't know what all they could do. But they did say that they were both doing the bet of, like, not shaving a mustache until Christian won. Like... Victor okay. was doing that as There's well. Something. Okay, like, you know they mentioned stuff like, like that, and that you know that makes the win big for Victor too. Yeah, like, he finally has to shave his mustache off. So yeah, I mean, I yeah. like are they childhood best friends? Like, I just want to know all that. I'm just nosy. I'm I, I'm definitely mm-hmm. nosy now, and like I I tweeted yesterday. I made one tweet I didn't really like after I made it because I was just kind of being disrespectful. So I deleted it. And I apologize, but um, I'm obsessed with it. You know. Like, I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with it. I love it. And, you know, I think if they were gay, they probably would have, you know, they would have made it clear. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. It, I'm not a race car driver. But they're, you know. Yeah. For now, they're besties. And I'm happy for them. And congrats to Christian. Yeah. You know. But it was really, congrats really, to Victor really too. Congrats to Victor. He won, awesome. too. He got to shave his mustache. So. Yeah. 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 And, by the way, next weekend is Christian Lungard's birthday for iowa Uh-oh. and victor will be there as well christian Aww. said so yeah might see another bestie celebration oh shut up i know so cute that's so cute but yeah love that something that something else that confused me actually was the scott mclaughlin and scott dixon strategy um did you uh, catch on to this zach i well i didn't catch on to it i saw it happen but i never caught on to it <laughs> okay they so i think I think their strategists were in a little place called Marinello, Italy. So, um, yeah, so, that didn't make sense. Nice. That strategy I didn't doesn't get that at first. That's funny. Ten out of ten times. Okay, nine out of ten times. That strategy's not gonna win. I'm just saying. I I don't know what they were cooking. So, Ben Bretzman, the strategist for Scott McLaughlin, put on Twitter that he was drunk. That they were basically that no. <laughs> But they wouldn't have made it on fuel if they didn't do that, which I find weird because everyone else 
did. Well, wait, he was the power. crew chief for for Scott. So maybe the Penske cars couldn't. Obviously, maybe. the Penske cars obviously didn't have good fuel mileage. Obviously, but I think they were betting that everyone else is going to running out of fuel. This is my assumption. I don't actually know. I think they're betting that everyone else is going to run out of fuel, like Power and Herta. New Garden ran out, like all right at the line. Herta, New Garden, all those guys did. So I think they were betting more guys were going to run out. And by the way, they recovered to fourth and sixth. That's true. Uh, McLaughlin. And they six, also. McLaughlin got six, six and fourth. They had. Okay. So you, you they did kind of cook then because they they both basically had clean air and got to stretch a gap out because they didn't have to worry about saving fuel. They got to run as hard as they could. Mm-hmm. Everyone else basically had to save fuel. And then obviously after the pit stop, they again still didn't have to save fuel. So you were kind of cooking, but what I will say, remember at Indy Road Course, um, Scott McLaughlin, I believe, ran out of fuel last lap, or was that Will Power? Right. I don't remember. It was one of them. It was because it was a it fantasy. Was it was our it fantasy was battle. Fa- it was yeah. Your, it was your fantasy, and you were mad. Yeah. Second time this year, my fantasy pick ran out of fuel. This time it didn't matter because he didn't pass Herta, but still, yeah. weird how that happens. Only when I pick them. Um, but I guess right. Penske doesn't have as good fuel mileage in those cars for some reason, even though it's just you know the same engine, like it's just Chevrolet. Right. But so I don't my know. question is, is that they had the opportunity to pit when most of those guys did, and you know, like McLaughlin technically was right there with Polo and Lungard. He probably could have finished thirty, finishes six. Like, would it have benefited them to go that way? I guess this is just a safer route. What they did. Is it though? I don't know. And if they, they and then listen, if there were more cautions, they would have yeah. been really good. I, but they were banking on. Well, really, they didn't want a caution at one point because if they would have had a caution at one point, right. then well, they lose all if, their that gap they made. No, right. You know, I think what they wanted at first was a bunch of cautions, just save and save and save. Like right after they the originally restart, wanted. Or, yeah. Yeah, but then once it got going, and they it was like, okay, we need a huge gap. I don't know. Very interesting. I thought I was going to give them flap of the week until I noticed that they recovered to fourth and six. Like it wasn't all yeah. lost. Relying on people but... running out of fuel, but yes, I mean, yeah, yeah. Especially again, Dixon just knocking down another top five. I mean, you know, we're used to that at this point. And you so. know what, Scott Dixon can do that, and it's still not enough to catch Alex Pillow, who had probably his worst race of the year. Still finished second. Horrible race for him. Horrible race for Alex Pillow. Uh, He finished second. That's 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 twice as worst as he finished last week. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. That's gonna bring his average finish down so much. So much. Now his point lead is only a hundred. Actually, he got bigger. (laughs) Jesus Christ! It got bigger. It's one hundred and seventeen points. Jesus Christ. So yeah, he. Ends up getting front wing damage when Elio Castroneves spun, and he gets, like, trying to avoid it. He hits the wall, and it damages the front wing. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, here we go. The championship's about to change. If he has an issue, it's just going to go downhill. He qualified bad, by the way. That's going to impact his pit selection at Iowa. Like, the dominoes are starting to fall. Polo's downfall. It's here. No. That wing... Even though it was barely hanging he on. Was, I'm pretty sure he held on to that with his toe. I saw that on Twitter. It, Someone it, said that on Twitter. Like, he was holding on to it with sure his toe. It looked like it. Like, how? And if that It was getting yeah. worse. Yes. Every lap. It was, like, dangling more and more and more. It was just, like, 
But I thought IndyCar was going to call him in to pit and get it off and replace it, but they never did. And I'm I'm kind of torn on if they should or not. But I mean, pure entertainment value. It didn't fall I'm off. Glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. No, it didn't. I mean, it didn't fall off, so they didn't need to. Selfishly, that would have been awesome for the championship. But, you know, that made it really exciting, the end of this race. Like, this battle for second. Because, first of all, when you lose, when that wing isn't proper, properly on, you lose your bunch of handling and the arrow's wrong. Everything just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Alex Pillow still managed to hold on to second. Yeah. And, like, didn't crash, anything like that. That was surprising that no one, that, who was trying to pass him? Wasn't it Herta? Or was, yeah, it yeah. was Herta, wasn't it? I think because they were saving fuel, they didn't feel like they could attack, really. Right. I think that's why. Like, it was better to just stay in line and Great save point. fuel. Because if you're going side by side using push to pass, you're burning too yeah. much fuel. And so I think that's kind of the help. That helped below, Herta, I think. Herta did try making that one pass on him in one of the corners and didn't quite get it done. They were side by side. But the worse that wing got, the faster Pillow was on the straights. <laughs> Oh, super interesting. It probably helped him and save more fuel was, if it's less drag. <laughs> I mean. And he and he was able to pull away from Herta at the end, who was you know close on fuel as you mentioned. Just so much talent from Alex Polo. Like I feel like a lot of guys probably would have came in, replaced the wing, and got like a 17th place finish I mean, or something. Imagine they couldn't drive it. Imagine driving that car. The handling's a little bit different. Maybe worse. Maybe not worse. But just knowing that your wing could fall off any moment, and you're still just clicking off these nice laps, like for like the mm -hmm. last stint. Like imagine, like I, if I'm an engineer, I don't even know if I tell my driver the wing's loose. Like I guess you have to, but I'm like I don't want to distract him. But it's obviously yeah. it didn't really face well, him. And in one of the corners, there's a manhole cover, which is like a huge bump in the track. Yeah. Everyone just hits it full on. And Pelo was taking a really wide angle in that corner to avoid it. And you would think he would lose time there, and I'm sure he was. Was still able to hold on. They it, were hitting the manhole? So impressive, man. Mm-hmm. Was that where the rainbow yeah. crosswalk was? I think it was actually just after it. Okay, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, that's, interesting. That's interest, interesting. Yeah. You no. know those videos of people that, like, when, like, um cities or stuff would, like, have rainbow steps, like, stairs for Pride Month? Yeah. And then yeah. the homophobic people will, like, do whatever they can to not walk on the steps. I know. That stuff is so funny to me. So, I was trying to think of something yesterday <laughs> and make a joke about it where it's like... Um, like someone crashing just so they don't cross the rainbow. Like, <laughs> God, God, so funny. I love that crosswalk. It was very cool. Yeah. Um, by the way, there was also a wall. I think it was on the pit wall. There was a SpongeBob wall. Yo, very why? Iconic. Why? I don't know. That SpongeBob paid for it. Paramount this SpongeBob paid personally it. paid for it with his crusty yeah. crab money. He he took his yep, crusty yep. crab. <laughs> Bro, Mr. Krabs must be paying them good if he got a whole IndyCar sponsor wall. That's crazy. Oh, I but mean, yeah, hey, great, he had the whole NASCAR stuff. race back in the day. That's why we haven't seen him since then. He's been paying for that one Kansas race for the past seven years. <laughs> and the four cars oh he gosh. sponsored. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's so uh, random. So That's the greatest, we... greatest, uh, sorry, greatest track sponsors of the year. Slay of the week. 
to, Tor- to the Toronto track for all of their sponsors. Yeah, all of their. They had designs. SpongeBob. They had a gay part on the track. They had a manhole like, a lot going on. They had a, they had manholes. Love that. Oh my god! You know this race should be moved to June. Oh yeah, for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> All right, let's oh. take a look at the point standings. Not that it matters. Uh, Pelos, point matters. leader. We're so salty. Uh, we are Di- so salty. <laughs> Scott Dixon's 117 back. Still got a shot. As Rick Allen says, is nearby. He said something like that. What? Scott? No, Rick, Rick Allen said today, talking about IndyCar, and said, right behind him is Scott Dixon. He's like, not no, right behind him. Not, Rick. not right behind no. him. No, sir. Not right behind him. Um, he, do- he doesn't watch IndyCar, Alex. I don't think he watches. <laughs> he just Joseph Newgarden. Joseph Newgarden is 126 back. Marcus Erickson's 142 Wait, back. Where the hell? And Pato Award is 143 back. Oh, Joseph yeah. finished. So Joseph finished fifth. So he had an issue. He overshot his yeah. pit box. He did. <sighs> Ultimately, that didn't really matter. He kind of finished where he was running anyway. But, like, it could have been bad. You know what also sucks? Him starting mm. 11th. True. Very true. His worst enemy right now is qualifying. Remember last year at Iowa? We saw him really pissed off at qualifying second at Iowa. Do you think he gets this mad when he qualifies 14th and 11th? No, because he just blames lap traffic. Oh, well, you know, James Hinchcliffe. I know he's in the booth, but he was still in my way. So, you know. I'm just a very salty Joseph Newgarden fan. Glad we have an Indy 500 win. That's awesome. Maybe he's hung over from that. I don't know. He just forgot how to qualify. Apparently forgot how to pit his car. We do have two... Iowa races up next. Um, if he wins both, that's 100 points. And if Pelot, that would still be at least 26 points and add in whatever points Pelot gets. So, yay. Listen. There's still a shot, Zach. Listen. But you know what? No, last year, last year and the year before, you'd be like, I'm off the boat. Because I was trying to talk you back into Joseph having a shot at the championship, Bitch, right? I'm not even at the this, ocean. I'm not even at the ocean. I'm no, not even listen. at the... I'm literally in Kansas. I'm not near any ocean with no boats. I'm this in year, Kansas boat, City, Missouri. The boat never left the dock this year. They didn't... No, Alex. They didn't build the boat. They didn't even build the boat. They didn't even build it. They didn't even build the... The boat was supposed to be made by Ocean Gate. They did not even build oh, the boat. No. They did not even build the boat. The boat's not made. <laughs> they don't even know how to make the boat. And I'm not getting on that damn boat. I don't care if he leads how many laps are at Iowa. I don't care if he leads 500 laps at Iowa this weekend. I am not getting on that damn boat. God. I, Alex Polo we'll could see. DNF in both races. And Joseph Newgarden could win both races. And I'm still not getting on that damn boat. If Pelot Polo gets, like, last in both races and Joseph wins, I might put, like, a foot onto the boat. I might help start building the boat, actually. <laughs> start building the boat. No. Here's, because then he's going to go towards the next race after that, the Indy Road Course or something, I think. Oh, And then he's right. going to go qualify 17th. And then Pelot's oh, going to no. start from the pole. Pelot's going to get, like, a 13-second lead. No. No boats for me. Oh, Actually, I'm afraid of the ocean. I'm not getting on no damn boat. I'm done. Oh. No. Well, first, 
And the bright side, Christian Lungard went from 10th to 7th in points. Really impressive. Um, yeah, I think we mentioned that. And I also want to mention uh, Roman Grosjean, the wall, again. Okay. Uh, now, I might have complained that Joseph Newgarden can't qualify. Well, Roman Grosjean apparently can't race because he can't even take that car to the finish line. How many times has he DNF so this year? You are so mean today. How ma- I am mean because these drivers suck. I'm sorry, but they suck. Like, I think it's kind of BS when people say that F1's better than IndyCar. But then we look at Roman Grosjean over here, who's from F1, actually, so maybe that doesn't really apply. But then I look at Roman Grosjean, I'm like, damn, you suck. Like, <laughs> I'm so, being mean. I'm being so mean. I, that is very mean. I don't think Grosjean sucks, per se, because he probably could he's, he could have won, like, three, two races this year if things went a little differently. But I feel like his confidence is just gone. Yeah, no, you're right. Quite frankly. And because he could have won St. Pete, he could have won Barber. And he was running well at Texas until he got in the incident. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And something I learned this week, I guess this is kind of tea, but not really, is that Roshan's contract is up at the end of this season. I did not know that. And when we've talked about... IndyCar silly season. I've mainly talked about the Andretti 29 in regards to Andretti. That 28 car is probably open next year, the way things are looking right now. And like, I didn't really consider it either, because Grosjean is so popular. Yeah, but it's so hard. But It's so hard yeah. to resign him. Now, luckily for that team, they have... I'm guessing they have DHL money, right? Like, I think it's yeah. ultimately down to the spot, Or maybe it's not down to the sponsor. Maybe DHL doesn't even care who they put in that car. You know, so it is up to the team. But, but... If you're DHL, do you want your car wrecked every week? No. Especially not during Pride Month. Like, <laughs> God. Like, Jesus. So, I wonder if this is not going to be where Marcus Erickson goes next year. Because I think... I'd be a sponsor, and it'd be he wouldn't be like a pay driver. It kind of checks all the boxes Erickson wants, is all I'm I saying. I think that's a good ride for Erickson, because, I mean, we I see agree. Andretti, we see Colton Herta running good now, we see Kyle, Kyle Kirkwood having some decent runs. I mean, that's not the worst ride in the world for Erickson, for him to end up if he's not going to be at Ganassi, I would say. So, that's a potential yeah. silly season option, I think, Alex. That's a, that's a good yeah. one to bring up. Yeah, I don't, I never thought of this for now, but I learned those things, and I would almost predict that. That kind of seems, I would almost, yeah, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, which is, um, it's, one other mean, thing. it's sad, because we know how talented Roman yeah. Grosjean is. We've seen For it. sure, and I don't know, I feel like he'd probably get a ride somewhere else, but I just, you know. know. He's going to go to Iowa know. this week. Do you think he has two clean races at Iowa? No. Like, yeah. <sighs> no. I'm sorry, but no. He's like, racing like, fun to watch. He's racing he's like to me watch in the, in the ovals, game. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I hate it for him. I, I really hope he gets a win. I, I'd love to see him win, but I just, I don't know. Uh, another thing, uh, Tom Blomquist made a new car debut, did not make it through the first corner, that big crash that happened. That's fun. Um, I was so excited. What? That's fun. Sarcasm. Oh, I thought you said something else. And then, uh, Blomquist, I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, God. But, uh, Blomquist, okay. he... Blomquist, I was so excited to see him make this debut. He was running so well in qualifying in the wet qualifying session. Uh, he did qualify 20th, but at one point he was in the top six of his group. He's 
He's going to be an IndyCar full-time next year. I'd bet money on it. Man, I can't wait. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything, anything to say. I, I don't. I think I, I, I echo what you say. Like, I would love to see him in the car more. I, is he confirmed for Iowa, or is it still just a waiting game with Pagano? Um, so Pagano, we don't know yet. Yeah, but I don't know if they would put Blomquist in, right? Because he's he's never really done Nova before. So who do they put in then? Yeah, Connor Daly. Connor Daly. Yeah, Connor Daly. I guess he just put Connor Daly because back in the car. Connor was actually helping Tom this whole weekend. It seems like sense. Jank has kind of hired Daly as like a little what? assistant kind of thing. That honestly, I'm kind of happy for Connor in that because you know yeah. that team not only probably wants him right now, they need him right now, like. There's mm-hmm. no other there's no other driver that has that much recency in IndyCar, knows exactly how these cars drive right now, who's not racing. You know what I mean? That that yeah. is available to help them, I guess. Um Yeah. That's I mean I'm happy yeah. for Connor. He gets to help out and potentially race. Um only yeah. other thing I have to add is I'm just looking at the point standings and you know how the IndyCar website they just put all their faces. Yeah. Well, Elio Castroneves next to all these twinks and like the twenties and the points. Uh huh. He just looks so old. <laughs> he looks so old compared to David Malukas. Poor Elio. And I know Callum Ila and Marcus Armstrong. He looks like their grandpa. He... Like you do Poor sometimes, Elio. grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> like literally. I think Elio is going to be Indy five hundred only next year. So what's going to happen He's... to that whole team, do you think? Because what if Pagano... I don't, know, I don't even want to talk about that, actually. Like, Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Thanks in an interesting spot. I don't think having Pagano and Castroneves was the right move. I mean, they weren't even running that good, you know, anyways. Like, I hate to... No. T- yeah, like... Uh, so that team... Yeah, they need something. Maybe... Like, should they try to get Erickson? Is that a move they should try they to do? Probably want. They'd probably want Erickson, but if I'm Erickson, I'm going to Andretti first. Maybe is that where Grosjean goes? That could be where Grosjean goes because Shank is actually they get a lot of their stuff from Andretti. So hmm. I could see that maybe. So like Grosjean and Blomquist is the lineup for next year. Maybe that'd be kind of cool. And then a third car for the five hundred. Or yeah. maybe they just go back and to one car full-time? Is that a potential maybe. option? I could see it. I feel I, like they ran better know when it, they did that. I don't know how long Passionode wants to keep racing because he left Penske to not run IMSA to stay in IndyCar. So I feel like he'd want to stay around. But yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm just saying just depends on, you know what the team wants or yeah. or well his just his whole injury right now i mean we saw with current bush we're like oh he might get right. back in the car this week and he hasn't gotten back in the car so it's just yeah. like a i don't i just i i hate these things i mean i've seen it with kurt bush i saw it For with sure. dale jr low-key i i just uh it's the worst part about racing it just for is. sure. And I hope Simon's recovering well. He says he's doing well. That's just good. Hasn't been because I want to see. I mean, Reminds I love me him. Of Kurt Busch, yeah. I mean, he was one of my favorites when I started watching. I mean, I just I loved him. So I he won the right. he won the Indy 500. Like I, he's a he's a he's a big deal to the sport in my opinion. So for yeah. Sure. 
Um, but that's all. I think that's all we have to really say about IndyCar Toronto. Um, and remember, we came in saying that it wasn't really our favorite track. But again, you know, I kind of like New Hampshire. I like the race a lot. It was actually a really good race. I mean, IndyCar is just hitting on it this year. Every single they race are. is compelling. Every single race. Like, Mid-Ohio was kind of boring, actually. But, like, you know. That's, like, the only one. Yeah. yeah. Like, IndyCar's the place to be right now. You know? So, yep. yeah. Um, I guess we're ready to go ahead and transition to the T. And I mentioned F1 earlier. Big F1 news coming out last week. And I believe we might have even kind of hinted about it. Um, excuse me, but Daniel Ricardo is back on the F1 grid, replacing Nick DeVries in the AlphaTauri. If you didn't know, AlphaTauri is Red Bull's like junior kind of team, I guess. Like, it's kind of it's yeah. affiliated with Red Bull. Um, a lot of Red Bull development drivers go through there. Um, what Max? I think Max Verstappen um drove for them when it, they used to be Toro Rosso. Um, Daniel Nasty. Ricardo actually used to drive for this team when obviously he was younger and he was going through the Red Bull development program mm-hmm. and he used AlphaTauri to make his way to the Red Bull seat. So Daniel Ricardo has now gone in a circle. Obviously he's been um kind of I believe what the Red Bull reserve driver after leaving McLaren. So yeah. He's now back in this Red Bull seat ish uh, AlphaTauri at least and now all eyes are on him because Nick DeVries obviously was underperforming as a rookie in that car, which, you know, it's expected. But over there at Red Bull, they, you know, they, if they own Team Cut Penske, throat. Austin Sindrick would have been out already. You know what I mean? They don't they don't like yeah. they don't care about Jackson Todd's 100 starts. They want they, they care about the 10 starts because literally they gave Nick DeVries 10 starts and he's out. So, yeah, I mean, which yeah. I get it. It's F1. Daniel Ricardo's probably what that team needs. You know, Yuki Sonoda, he's decent, but still kind of young. Um, I don't really know how he's performing that much this season, but Ricardo's a bit more proven. He's has what? Ten career wins, one at Monza in 2021. So, with McLaren, so I think it makes sense why you do this. I think Ricardo has potential, especially as they look to maybe replace Perez if Perez's performance keeps to go down. Um, but Alex, it's just another kind of chapter of this toxic Red Bull culture in their driver seats. Yeah. Like, I just, and, and I mean, yeah. Alex Albon, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but Alex Albon was offered. I think the AlphaTauri seat, or yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Um, I heard I, this might be BS, but he turned it down because he doesn't want to go back no. to Red Bull. Why would That's you? That's true. I don't blame him. I wouldn't no. want to go back to Red Bull. You get he get kicked out again yeah. anyway. Um, I'm very curious how Ricardo's gonna do. Yeah, like genuinely because he struggled curious. a little Honestly, bit. Watch F1. He struggled. I'll watch F1 again with you, Zach. He struggled like, at McLaren. Kind of curious. He struggled yeah. at McLaren a little bit. I mean, it's he's not like you know, and he's 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 a great driver. It's just you know, being under this pressure, I don't know how that's going to do with him. And he are it's just crazy because yeah. he he had that Red Bull seat and he left. He left mm-hmm. because he didn't think he could win a championship with them. Because they were all Max Verstappen crazy. You know, he was going to be that second driver. And I'll bet you that if by chance they move him up to Red Bull to be with Max again, it's going to be crazy what Red Bull decides to do next. Yuki Sonoda, I'm 
quite honestly surprised is still there as well. Yeah, because he's not setting so, the world on fire, even though I don't... Did he no. win the F2 championship? He was really good in F2 when he was in it. I mean, like... I don't... I have no idea. I don't, I don't know F2 stuff. Yeah, like... Yeah, oh. that'll be something to watch this weekend. Because F1 is back this weekend. Yeah, at uh, the at Hungarian Hungary. Grand Prix. Um, Pretty interesting track. Very downforce heavy. It's very, like... um. It's not like tight and twisty, but it's, you know, it's just, it's a very technical track, I guess. Um, remember Esteban yeah. Ocon won here two years ago? That's right. It was that yeah. race that had rain and then like a bunch of red flags and like fucking yeah. Verstappen had damage and had to, it was a crazy race. And then I don't even, I think Verstappen just right. won there last year or something, but it'll be a good race. I right. actually like that track, so it'll be fun. Yeah. So moving on to the rest of the tea here, we're going to do a little highlight reel. Uh, SRX came back for its debut yeah. for the third season uh last week if you didn't check it out we had michael carey the director of social social media and creative for srx that was a lot of fun it was a Thanks, really michael, fun conversation us. we had with michael so go yeah. check that episode out um after this one of course after this one <laughs> yeah don't leave yet in case you're on a road trip to somewhere um, you know yeah so uh denny hamlin ended up winning the debut that was a lot of fun seeing denny race with he these actually guys. got a win and holy crap <laughs> yeah, his first time in the series of uh, Ryan Newman was in a backup car. The infamous SRX backup car is always just better than everyone else for some reason. I didn't notice that, actually. And, I guess so. Yeah. And huh. he gets in there as I believe he had an issue in the heats and nearly won. But then there was rain coming. Huge storm was coming in and lightning struck way too close to the track. So they called it with like 20 ish to go. I think it was 18 to go. Newman was going to win that race, man. And he won it last year at Stafford. It was close. You know, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the backup cars are faster? Do you have any, like, conspiracy theory on why? I have no idea. Like, I know it's, we're gay, but I'm wondering. They didn't run the heats? They like, the is heats? it because the engine's, like, fresher or the car? Like, is it, you know? I, but I, Rex doesn't, like, run a lot. Yeah, that's a... So I, I, I wouldn't know. think it'd be that. I don't know. I just find it really it's bizarre. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. like I or I I don't know. I, I anyways, but that's not that important. I don't know. But um, I kind of wish. Um, I like how mm-hmm. the lightning came and they were instantly just like, okay, the race is over. There's no BS. Yeah. So there's no riding around under caution. Like, I kind of wish NASCAR did that more sometimes. Like, yes and no. Like, I get wanting to finish the race, but obviously for SRX, it's not that big of a deal to get the race finished. Like, Right, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I do kind of wish that they would trim down how long they have their, like, break periods. Yeah, that was a little dumb. This is more of a, I think this is more of a TV thing, we'll kind of talk about that too. Um, They had the huge break period. If they would have started a little sooner, they probably could have finished this before the rain got there. But, you know, they don't know when the rain's going to get there. But when SRX was on CBS, they would do like sit down interviews that were like pre recorded. They were really, really good. And they didn't do that this time. Or like one of the breaks last with CBS, they would like interview like the owner of the track or like do a piece on the track they are at, really learn about the track they're racing at. And it was really cool. With ESPN, you didn't get that. There was, like, nothing really there. It felt like rain delay coverage of, like, a NASCAR race. And Matt Yoakum would just kind of run around, which was fine. But it just didn't 
It's just like we could have been racing, you know, a lot sooner. I think that's more on ESPN thing and how they showcased it. But, um, yeah. Do you have any other comments about SRX? I mean, I agree. That break was just too long. For, like, the kind too of long. series it is, it just makes... I feel like it's losing attention at that point. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're here for this, mm-hmm. you know... It's a, it's, a, it's a shorter show. It's a shorter race, obviously. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We have these two heat races. They're great. But then you get into this break, and it just, like, cuts all the momentum off for... yeah. Like, what reason, though? Like, I understand they got to get backup cars ready, but man, do they? Like, what were they doing to the backup cars? Is that why they were so fast? Were they putting rocket ships on the back of them? Like, well, they were working on all of the cars. Why? I think it's just they only have like, a, they have, like, a team. They don't have, like, teams for each car. Yeah. They, like, look at each one. But why? Know. Why do that? That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I understand. I, I I understand it more. I guess if I'm at the track, I think that long break's mm-hmm. fine because it gives fans time to like get food and drinks and whatever they need to do. So that makes sense. But on TV, it's just not working. That's the problem with it. And yeah. as you said, and ESPN like said, is not doing CBS enough. Did better. ESPN's not doing enough to fill in that gap. Like, so they gotta they gotta figure something out and what did you think about the ticker and stuff in the ui because the ui was a bit i'll say controversial i will say because in my opinion the text was way too small they had the driver Mm -hmm. faces which like i get it but they are almost a little bit too small to even be there in the first place and then they had the the car numbers and the colors which is fine but i would have rather like i feel like you need to make their names bigger on the ticker because that's what everyone recognizes. Yeah. They recognize their name, you know. So I'll be I'll be curious to see if they make any changes between week 1 and 2 cuz when it was on CBS and people were like, "Hey, we would like this, like the colors." Like the first few races of SRX did not have the colors on the ticker. Yeah. And because they didn't have numbers yet for SRX at the point. It was just colors. Um They didn't have numbers in the Maybe they, maybe they had numbers. Maybe that's not true. I think the colors changed. Every oh, you week, mean on the ticker? It was easier to follow. You mean on the ticker? Yeah. They didn't. Have, okay. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Something like that. But I might be a little off on what I'm saying. I think but, you're right. But I, I like it, and they, they they'll probably make changes. I overall liked it. It was too small, and the pictures were extremely blurry. Yeah. You, you can't tell who that is. Yeah, um, I didn't. I liked it though. Like the, it was okay. I just I think the pictures could go. It's a little cringe. Like the whole thing feels a little low quality, which like you don't want that. If you're gonna have the ticker on the top horizontally, I like it. It's just the pictures I don't think are necessary. Like if you look at like Michael Carey is doing a great job with SRX's social mm-hmm. media and all the graphics he's doing. He's doing an amazing job. It would be nice if the TV broadcast could reflect that kind of quality. And they're not that far from yeah. it, to be honest. Like, but, make the text bigger, yeah. make the pictures nicer. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, honestly, I kind of want them just do a vertical ticker. It, it's twelve cars, dude. Just do a vertical ticker. Come on. I thought they were going to, because everything else does. Like, but... it's yeah, it's it's, it's it's the optimal one. You so we can see the entire field. Like, come on. Right. Why are we scrolling through twelve um, cars? Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for some SRX stuff. I'm going to be going to uh, Lucas Oil at yeah. the end of the SRX season. So that'll it's be a fun. lot of fun. It's a good track. Um, we'll talk about that on here. Yeah. Um. So Eldora. 
We're going to talk about Eldora. This is where we're getting into the Tony Stewart part. Yeah. Of the show. The soda cookie flavor. Um, but So. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, Eldora you inter- you had a this. big. Eldora had a big week. Mm-hmm. And a hu- huge week for sprint car racing. Uh, first, there was the Eldora Million. Which, if you haven't heard about it, it's because it was a brand new race. Kind of. This race used to be called the Historical Big One. And it paid 100000 to win. They ran it in 1993 to 2003. Then it went away. They brought it back last year. But then this year, they rebranded it. And it, now it paid a million dollars to win it. And there's never been a dirt race until now paid a million dollars to win. And we wow. don't know if That's this sure. race will be back next year. I mean, it was a huge he might be it might be like SpongeBob deal. and he's paying for it for the next seven years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we don't know. And this it was a huge deal. And for sprint car drivers, you don't get this kind of purse. Like yeah. this is like it's not Once like in it, a lifetime thing. It's not like guys. the all star race where it's just like, oh, it's another million dollars every year. This is this is right. Yeah, this isn't even every year. Like this is a huge deal to these um, a lot of these drivers. Like maybe yeah. not Kyle Larson necessarily who was in that race, but it also it's still a million dollars, dude. Like <laughs> you know, right. like you and know. so we're gonna talk about the Eldora Million first, but I want to mention the Kings Royal is one of the biggest. Spring car races of the year also that pays 175,000 in comparison this FYI that's crazy so like this is a huge 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 deal so Zach you and I watched it the Eldora million yes. that is um I wasn't exactly a fan of how this race went yeah me neither and I think it's a lot for me, at least, that I don't really like sprint cars. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate them, and I'm a huge dirt racing fan. But it's the Formula One of dirt racing. That's what you described it to me, and it makes so much sense. Yes. Yeah, it's just... They they go fast, yes. and that's about it. <laughs> and then if they wreck, they're going to flip, probably, and it yeah. looks really scary. Yes. And then it's going to take like 20 minutes to get the race going again. This, it literally is F1. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, well, they're, th- oh my God. Yeah. They're throwing red flags for like no reason. Like, well, not no reason, but like they're having, because right. they gave them like a 10 minute break to like work on the cars. And see, that's the thing that annoyed me the most. It annoyed me is so much. They had a break <laughs> to work on the cars and like refuel them and all this stuff it's just like you have the same format as an arca race right now what oh what are but you doing? they can do all that in the middle of the race but nascar can't have practice because then that would let joe gibbs racing get even faster okay steve latart yeah it's okay and it <laughs> but at eldora they're changing the... they're changing every part on the car at eldora in the middle of the race it's fine when they got to this part, I was just like, that just killed all the momentum this yeah. race had. I was actually interested at the start. It's like, oh my gosh, a million dollars. That's crazy. They go to this, they stop. I thought like a caution for like debris came out or something. No, they stopped them all. And there was like a right. 20 it was a, minute break. It was, a it was just like, break. it was so frustrated. And then they get going again. Scary crash involving Kyle Larson. And 
that happens. And it's just like, how? Okay, so now we got to wait another 20 minutes because it's had a huge crash and they got to push everyone to go, right? No, we're actually going to take another break so they can adjust the cars again and change, like, do all this stuff with the cars. I'm just like, this is not a race. It's not I, a race. I was not enjoying myself. Why, why, this was just, why do you have a break for a 50-lap race? Like, I get it if you like, want to have a restart, but, like, didn't they have a bunch of heat races to make it here anyways? Yes. Yeah, so why? They they, you already had B-mains. You had plenty of time to have track time to then adjust yeah. your car. Like, why are you having a... It just, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. There's nothing... Yeah. Uh, just it was dumb. It, so, it took me completely out of it. Like yes, Larson yeah, wrecked, too. and that was kind of the reason I was watching. But then I'm just like, well, it's gonna be another ten minutes. I'm playing a video game. I'm yeah. not. I'm not waiting for this. When so I told you this at night when the uh, sprint cars would show up at my local dirt tracks growing up, and I went with my grandpa. We would just leave before the sprints ran. It's, you're going to be there another hour and a half because they take forever. And if they don't wreck, they're done in like 10 minutes. But if they have one wreck, you're there for an hour at minimum. It, I just, I don't know. When I went to the World of Outlaws, I had a lot of fun. Or I went to the High Limit Dirt Series as well this year. I had a lot of fun. I really appreciate sprint cars. I just, this race was dumb in my opinion. So, Adora Milling gets a flop of the week from me. I'm sorry. That might be controversial. No, not impressed with I'm this format. It's the format. I think the race was cool, like what they actually raced, but not impressive to me. This, I'm not watching it again. I have to do it next year. So like, here's an ad- my here's some advice to um, series running their races. Um, we are here to watch cars race. We are not here to watch cars sit on the front stretch. Okay, yeah. we're like that's I, that should be obvious. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just saying it's just st- stop it with the downtime it does not make the race more exciting I don't care who t- I don't care if Steve Letarte told you that he's wrong he's wrong about a lot of things um so Logan Shuhart won the Eldora Million really yeah. cool for him and Donnie, Donnie shots. shots into the I know who that is winning, winning the King's Royal for the sixth time I do not watch dirt racing I do not watch World of Outlaws mm-hmm. I know who Donnie Schatz is. Doesn't he have like is it successful? ten championships or something? He's or like got a lot. I couldn't tell you. Is it's I like tell you how many? But he, he was winning when Speed Channel had the World of Outlaws on TV, like what the Friday night before the six hundred at the Charlotte Dirt Track. I believe he yeah. won the first dirt race I ever watched on TV. I believe he in the fifteen mm-hmm. Menards or Bass Pro Shops car or something. I think it was mm-hmm. the fifteen. Is he still running the number fifteen? He, he is in yep, the 15. That's the guy. Yep. Donnie Schatz. Yep. I know who that is. And he drives for Tony. Yeah. He drives for Tony Stewart's team. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Donnie yeah. Schatz. He's the real deal. And like, wow. Dude, that's crazy with, that he's still winning. 2023. It is. And I want to say with the Kings Royal, they do a bunch of like royalty stuff. Like, they kind of make it like a theme. They like had jousting. It's crazy. Yeah, they like had people jousting on the front stretch at one point. So, with like what? Interesting. With what? I don't know. I just saw Matt Weaver tweeting pictures. There's a joust going on on the front stretch. Was it with like, like okay, real swords or fake swords or pool noodles? I, it was or other I'm, kinds I'm of sure swords. It wasn't. 
You're making a lot of little references today. <laughs> they weren't in um, Toronto. They weren't in Toronto, so they weren't doing that, were they? <laughs> Actually, it's kind but, of, they're not that far away from Canada. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, um, interesting week at Eldora. And we're going to stay on the topic of Eldora because Tony Stewart owns Eldora. Right. As right? We, all, we know. all know that. Yep. And he said this week to our friend Matt Weaver that he still wants a cup race to be racing at Eldora. And I found that interesting because I thought I thought NASCAR told him, hey, we're leaving. Bye. And Tony did not like that. You know, but it turns out there was an interview that Tony Stewart did in 2021 where Tony says that he is who decided to leave NASCAR the take Eldora off the truck schedule yeah. and that is because he asked NASCAR hey is Xfinity or Cup being thought about to join their for Eldora to join their schedules and they said no so Tony pulled them out of the schedule but Tony says he still wants to have a cup race at Eldora so I found that very interesting what do you think <sighs> Um, what do I think? Here's what I think. Um, better than I don't. I, I I get it, but that's a little petty. You know what I mean? That's a little petty. Mm-hmm. Like if you really like, come on, like stick in the game, keep the truck race there, and then like, let's look at it now with Bristol Dirt maybe not returning. I'm not totally opposed to maybe Eldora being the dirt track the Cup Series goes to one one time a year. You know, mm-hmm. if we don't go to Bristol Dirt anymore, and that uh, saves money, right? You don't have to do all that to Bristol next year. I don't know how the facilities for Eldora compares to, you know, what's it called, to Bristol. But I'm sure, obviously, Tony Stewart has money to give away, with giving a million dollars away. So, he, I mean, I think Eldora is a good venue for Cup to be at. So, I kind of get that Tony would be frustrated because obviously he wants the Cup Series. Any track wants the Cup Series there. It's a huge deal. Huge money opportunity. Um, So I get it, but it's also just a little bit petty, don't you think? Yeah, I I think if he would have stuck it out, he probably would have. Right now, I think we're looking at Eldora getting on the schedule right now. But now, I don't think so. I don't know if we're going to have any dirt race on the schedule next year. At this I point. would love it. I would love it if Eldora got the all-star race next year. That would Quite be frankly. cool. I, it's just like, I don't know if that would happen because SMI has control of that date. Oh, yeah. But, uh, well, I don't know. I'm hoping it's, that date, it's very interesting. I'm hoping that date goes maybe to North Wilkesboro or something. And then we just get another dirt race somewhere else, you know, just wherever. In the schedule. It's just the only options that could really host a cup race for dirt are Eldora and Knoxville. I guess, yeah. Which, like, I'm fine with those two venues. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been singing, put it at a real dirt track. Like, yeah. And and uh, Tony Stewart tells Matt Weaver in this article, check that out, it's on Sportsnot. Um, Tony says that upgrades are being planned for both Knoxville Raceway and Eldora, and they're already, like, the best facilities yeah, top, for dirt racing top in the line country. in the country yep yeah that, that'll be something to follow see if any rumors come up about eldora possibly getting back on any nascar schedule yeah um i assume there's nothing going on if tony's out there and trying to get 
people talking about it like we are now. I'm sure he's trying to put pressure on NASCAR to make it happen. I don't think anything's actually happening, though, for him to do that. Um, related to Tony Stewart, uh, his team, we've talked about this before, uh, they just lost a major sponsor for next year. Uh, it's now confirmed that Bush Beer is leaving Stuart Haas Racing and going to Trackhouse to sponsor Ross Chastain. We already knew this. We've talked about this for quite a while, right? It's confirmed now. That is happening. Something I want to talk about real quick is that Bob Pockris tweeted when this was announced that Advent Health, who's a major sponsor for the on that car, car wow. uh, is looking at other teams because it appears that uh, Trackhouse, they're just full on sponsorship because Bush is coming in and they don't really. Whoa. So Advent Health is kind of getting pushed out. That's. Well, you never hear. You never hear about no. that. Trackhouse, that's the thing. Trackhouse is really good with their sponsorships, right? Like, we see that. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, um, you know, other kind of Pitbull, or is it Pitbull or Justin? Who owns Tootsies? Is that Pitbull? Or is that, that Justin Marks? Pitbull. I don't I remember. Have, I have no idea. I think, I, isn't Tootsies just a thing in Nashville? I don't know. It is, but they're, it's owned by, like, someone that owns Trackhouse, I'm pretty sure. That's oh, why, yeah. I have no idea. I, but anyways, it's like, they're obviously good on money and sponsorship and all that, right? We never mm -hmm. hear about that. I mean, Kyle Busch isn't at Joe Gibbs Racing because of a sponsorship loss. Like, that's crazy. Um, wow. I mean, well, the four team needs sponsorship. Does, I mean, maybe Advent Health yeah, goes yeah. over there. <laughs> I mean, Do you want to trade? I, yeah, I mean, here's the thing about Advent Health. I mean, there's plenty of teams that want you on their race car. And they're on the one mm -hmm. car for a decent amount of races, so it's 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 a decent amount of money they want to spend. So I think whatever race team, I'm sure everyone whose job it is to get sponsorship for next year, they are all hounding the email or the contact information to Advent Health right now. You would think. I don't know if this will happen, but I, I think it'd be very funny if Advent Health goes to the 11 car, because that car just kind of has like a random sponsors on it every week right now like what what was it sponsor today it like, was marty's, marty's but, tire shop or something i don't know <laughs> yeah exactly like i could see advent health going to the 11 they could go to the four there's a lot of options out there obviously um what if they stay at track house i don't think here's that. the thing hold on i don't think they go to the 11 because um i think denny's wrecked that car a few times so <laughs> i don't think advent health would want denny hamlin i'm just saying so what if they stay at Trackhouse, though? Because it turns out yeah. that Shane Van Gisbergen rumor is starting to heat up. It's sounding like it's happening. A V8 Sleuth, which I looked at their website, it reminds me a lot of J-Ski. It's like the um, Australian version of J-Ski. And they reported that SVG is speculated to be leaving supercars at the end of the season to run NASCAR full-time in 2024. And the last we heard was that SVG's contract went through next year, but now his team owner has said, hey, I I'm not going to stop him if he wants to leave early. I don't know. It, it kind of sounds like this is happening. But where is he going to drive? I wanted a quick conversation about this yeah. with you. Because there's no charters really available. Yeah. And Unless you like... If he says that... It's with Trackhouse make a huge offer like he did the chip ganassi to get a third charter for svg <gasps> from from or... shr so 
apparently SHR is required to run four cars with their contract with Ford, is what I've heard. <laughs> I've been... Because they would have down they would have downsized already, so that must that makes sense. Actually, I believe that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what Eric Eastep keeps saying in his videos, and I assume that's accurate. So, Eric Eastep wouldn't yeah. lie to me. I trust that man for my life. Me too. Me too. But <laughs> so, where would they get it? And it's just like, would they get it from like Rick Ware? I could think of is like Rick Ware because they have two. But do they get it from Don't Spire? Because so. isn't like. I'm not trying to talk bad about these teams, but didn't Rick Rare and Spire, aren't they in this just to, like, sell the charters for really high later? I, like... Yeah, pretty much. Low-key. I know that's why Spire's here, but, I'm pretty sure. Like... Yeah. But Spire, is that gonna be, like, the Andretti team that's possibly happening? That's true. Like, that, I, I don't know, but it... And then, the other team I would look at is maybe, like, Live Fast at 78. I believe... They are like last in points of all the charter cars yeah. right now. If they do that again this year and then next year, they lose the charter for the agreement. Right. If you finish in the bottom like three, you yep. lose your charter after three years. Maybe they'll be like, hey, instead of getting kicked out, we'll buy your charter. Like maybe that. Maybe. If he isn't going to track house though, because Chastain and Suarez are both on contract, where does he go? It might. There's SHR if Almarola leaves. What else is there for SVG to take a slot in besides like one of the bad cars? I think Trackhouse does want to do a third team because obviously they have sponsors lining up at the door. Apparently they don't even have enough for the twenty-three eleven. Twenty-three eleven wants to as well. They oh yeah they want but a third like, car too. Charter. and I mean you can kind of see that with their part-time cars you know um. Mm -hmm. And there's not really I don't I think Project Ninety One has kind of already run its course because it just it already produced a winner, and it's like right. you know what I mean like there's no more experimentation mm -hmm. left just get that guy in the car full time like, <laughs> um, yeah I think Trackhouse I think is the team for him, obviously they like tra they're not gonna want him to go anywhere else anyways they're gonna try Justin Marks listen we saw this when he bought Ganassi Justin Marks is gonna pay however much money. He needs to do. He needs to pay to get mm -hmm. Shane to get SVG in that ninety one car next year full time. He'll make it happen. Yeah. He'll pay the money. So, I have a little possible curveball, and we didn't see it happen with Kyle Busch. But what if Colleague does something? No, because no. Justin Haley's contracts up. No, AJ Allmendinger's contracts no. up at the end of the year. No. no, you don't think so? No. That's also a Chevy team. SVG has a relationship with Chevrolet. I could see it, but again, they didn't go for Kyle Busch. Because Matt Collick fumbled the ball on Kyle Busch, so no. And they right. got... They have Chandler Smith coming up anyways, and I feel like they really like that kid. They're very... Right. You know Collick, they're very loyal with their drivers. You know they what I mean? Loyal. And I don't even mm -hmm. think... I know Justin Haley's contract is up, but like... I don't see him leaving that team for some reason. Maybe it's just because he's always been there. But, like, I don't know. Like, I just... I don't right. really see that happening. I do see maybe AJ going back to Xfinity. So, <laughs> I mean, so if... all Let's say Almendinger goes back to Xfinity. And Chandler Smith probably is not ready to go up yet. No, definitely would they not. Make, they'd probably make an offer to SVG then, right? 
I don't know. But, but like they after have to seeing beat, after they have seeing to beat them, Justin Marks to the punch. After seeing them fumble Kyle Bush, I don't have confidence that they're gonna do that, you know? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I mean it'll be interesting to see. But apparently in the supercar's garage, it sounds like they all assume he's gone. And I wanna talk about that. Because like I feel like most motorsports, it's not like it doesn't happen that fast. You know what I mean? It happened really fast. Yeah. I feel like with IndyCar, or even like like for example, jumping from NASCAR to IndyCar. Obviously, NASCAR is the biggest thing in America, so you're gonna take your time leaving, right? It's not gonna be a big hurry to leave. But like, is NASCAR such a big deal to even in Australia, New Zealand, to where racing there is a huge deal financially? Is that it? Like. I, I'm just curious because it's like the fact that even like SVG's team owners, like I'm not going to stop him from going. Like I just, right. I don't know. I just find it really interesting that, and we saw Marcus yeah. Ambrose make the jump. We saw someone Scott else. McLaughlin and IndyCar. Yeah. Scott McLaughlin going over to IndyCar. Like his racing in America, just like so much big, I guess it is bigger because I mean, there's just more opportunities. I don't know what the Australian motorsports scene looks like, but we have, you know, we have IndyCar, we have NASCAR, we have, um, you know, dirt racing, we have so much in America. The cut him, him, we have sports car racing. The country's so huge. Maybe there's just more opportunities in America for motorsports, which compared to Australia yeah. and fine, the um, the finances look better too. So, I don't know. I'm just the fact that SVG. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, he won a NASCAR race. So, yeah, he wants to go do this full time. But it's yeah. just like he wants to get in that car like tomorrow. Like, <laughs> he's, I mean, yeah. if he had a chance, he'd probably jump in that car at uh, next week at uh, Pocono at this point. Like, Jesus, you know? Yeah. And I don't think he would go to like an Xfinity car. I know Marcus Ambrose did that. But I don't I think he had I to feel like he would just go right to cut. That, that was the only opportunity he, right he had, I think, you know. Yeah. Like, but, but I feel like he's already a proven winner in cup. It's though. yeah, That's it's and I, I think it's a different culture anyways, because like Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Because we see I don't know. It's just a thing that happens more often where people just come in and do their first stock cars. So, like Danny uh oh, what's his name? Danny Kivyat Kivyat that did his first yeah, start Daniel last Kivyat. year. Yeah. Um, Kimi Raikkonen just coming in. I know he did a truck start once, but that doesn't really count. It's just a thing that Jensen Button even like. It's just a thing that's more common these days. So, yeah, right. Hmm. That'll be something to follow. I'm yeah. sure we're gonna hear more rumors about this as because obviously this is happening fast. Because Chicago just happened two weeks ago. Like, yeah, things are happening. You're right. Quick. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, lots of silly seasons of the follow. Um, shall we get into Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy? I guess. You don't look happy. I'm not happy. You did not get any points this week. And you won New Hampshire so with Martin Truex. I so did. that really sucks. That really sucks, yes. actually. We are tied once again in NASCAR Fantasy. I got first, as you said, and Christopher Bell finished 29th. Yeah. Just open our Discord chat. You sent me a picture of Joseph. It that just I, mad. I I texted Mood because he just looks so mad. <laughs> all the it's so funny because all of the pictures <laughs> it's like Polo looks pretty happy. Dixon looks mad. Pato look. Everyone else just looks mad. 
which is really funny. Mm-hmm. But Pato's got like a slight smile to him, you know. That's funny. So yeah, and Marcus Armstrong's actually right. smiling, which is cute. Oh, anyways, <laughs> I should do a tier list. How I happy got... the IndyCar drivers are in their official pictures. <laughs> anyways, right. um, yeah. Let me. What we're you doing? Pocono pick. first. Yep. Okay. Um. I don't know about this one. I'm a little... Okay. You ready? Yep. All right. Three, two, one. I have Martin Truex Jr. And you picked Denny Hamlin. So, here's the thing. Didn't we do this last year? The same two? I... No. We had Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. Um, Okay. It was... So, here's the thing. I get the Denny Hamlin. I was debating between him and Truex. The thing is, and I know Mm -hmm. this is a Denny Hamlin track... I just see that 19 car beat the 11 almost every week at, at Nashville, Fair. not at the last two tracks, but they were kind of wild cards anyways, but at Nashville at, um, like Dover, like I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like Truex has the Ezwin Hamlin, even though this is a really good track for Hamlin. I just, it's hard for me to not pick the 19 with the run that they That's are fair. having right now. But since you picked Hamlin, he's going to go out and lead every single lap at Pocono. Because of course he will. So, remember last year, Denny won this race and then got his win taken away. And then he didn't. Yeah, and then he didn't. And then I picked Kyle Busch, right? Then he finished second. And then he also got disqualified. So then we had this whole debate on, like, if you should get three points What did we do? Yeah. Gosh. Which we handled it right. I think we right. decided I only got one. Yeah, I think we only got I only got one for that. Because like you you asked Ooh. if you still got the win, and I said yes, but I said yes as in yes you still beat me, but no you did not win the race. Right. We go by the official so, NASCAR finishing order, so don't I'm pick going a by, I'm going. I'm going by Hamlin because I think he's gonna yeah. win it legit. This you think time. he's gonna cheat again? So. Well, hey, listen. If anyone's picking a cheater, legit. if anyone's picking a cheater, it's me. Because I think that 19 car is not legal. There's no way it's legal after New Hampshire. There's no way. There's oh, a zero no. percent chance it's legal. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. God, another. By the JGR way, I did showdown. check Twitter. I did check Twitter that Truex did pass inspection at New Hampshire. So. No concerns there, thankfully. When I took my post-race nap, I I like woke up and I'm like, I wonder if Truex got DQ'd. <laughs> I just had that, that thought hilarious. in my head. God. Ugh. Um, IndyCar at Iowa. We have two races here. Yeah. So, I think we're just gonna do these how we normally do it. We're gonna do like ordinary races. They both get the yeah. Wrong they're picks. two I races. Think one year we did. I think one time we did like you can't pick them for the same race or something. Let's not do that. No, we're, they're just... they're just two races. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me tell you. All right. My first pick. Race one is on Saturday on NBC. Yeah. I'm not actually going to be able to watch it because I have plans Saturday. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. I'll watch Sun. I should be home for Sunday though, so that's good. But well, maybe if it was a night race, right. I'd be able to watch it. The Saturday should be the night I race. I still think Sunday one of be... these. Yeah. I agree. One of these should be night. Yeah. Okay. Or at least, like, later in the day. Does it really have to be 3 o'clock? I know. Like, isn't By it? By the way, it's it not going to be... It it's, so not gonna, it's not going to be 100 degrees this year. It's going to be, like, 86. Okay, well, that's what I was about to say. Like, it was, But last year, though, it was really hot. It was hot. We were they dying. Not, it was bad. They didn't need those races. Like, we talked about NASCAR having all these night races. Like, have... 
have no. night races if it's in the summer. Especially, it's one of the only tracks on the schedule that can have a night race. So just do it. Anyways. Um, you know Gateway's not even at night this year? That makes me so mad. They weren't at night last year, were they? No, wait, they were. Yeah, what? It, it wasn't. It was scheduled to end at night, but it wasn't scheduled to be a night race. It rained. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Back. Anyways, but, I have my pick lined up. Yeah. You ready? Yep, me too. All right, three, yep. two, one. Oh, we both picked Joseph Newgarden. Joseph Newgarden. You mean we both picked the guy yeah. who's won the last, like, six oval races? What? That's that's crazy. Shocker. Anyways, um, typing in my second pick. Me. Hmm. I already have it. Hmm. You should you should pick no. um Santino Ferrucci. Actually, it wouldn't be the worst pick in the world, to be honest with you. It it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. I'm not doing it though. Alright, you ready? Oh, okay. Yep. Alright. Three, two, one. Pato Award. Yeah, I figured. Okay. Well, I figured. I mean they both won at Iowa last mm. year, so. Alright. I have my okay. third pick lined up. Hold on a second. We get to do this again in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um how about this? How about this? I almost changed my mind. I... Don't mock me. Okay. I I'm, won't I'm mock ready. you. You're gay. Alright. Three, two, one. Oh. So I picked Alex Pillow because he has a golden horseshoe stuck up his, you know, ass. And then Yeah, yeah Jimmy Johnson gave it to him. Alex picked Scott Dixon. Um I mean, Ganassi's yes. both, they're both good. They're good at ovals. I mean, I, yep. if we talk about Alex Pillow, I don't think he's ever won an oval race, but he finished third at Texas, should have won the Indy 500. He ran pretty good here last year, too, at Iowa. I mean, he's good. He's good at ovals. But the way his season's going, he's probably going to win both of these. He's going to win his first so oval. Upset. The story, he's going to win his first oval race now. So give me these three yep. points. Anyway, Alrighty. let's do this again. Iowa Yay. race two. Yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Right. Let's do it again. Three, two, one. Why you, you picked Joseph type... Newgarden? <laughs> you didn't even you didn't even type Joseph. You just said Newgarden. You were like, you already know. <laughs> oh my god. Um hmm. All right. Well, I got my second pick ready. I don't know if I, I have. you're going to write. I don't I don't actually know. Yeah? I don't know. Okay. Hmm. No. Take your time. Let me. Oh, I did send to send it. I didn't mean to send it already. Okay, well, sorry. But I, you already knew. Sorry, Pato Award. Okay, okay. All right. Here's the next one. I won't actually. That's the first time I've ever done that. Oh, all right. God, this is stressful. Oh God, I feel like I'm on a reality show. I don't like this. I know. Ugh. It's always IndyCar. By the way, IndyCar points. I got the point. Uh, it is now thirteen to four. It I is now believe. impossible. For Zach to tie unless he wins races. I can't believe you got that with, um, what's it called? With, uh... Herda? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. That's crazy to me, to be and honest. And power, power was right behind him there. Okay. Got mine. Um... I got mine. Alright. 
Three, two, okay. one. <laughs> we swapped. We, we, swapped. we swapped. We swapped. So I was I've trying to block with, you. I was also trying to block you because I was maybe gonna pick Will Power. I just didn't feel that confident in him, especially after last oh. week, because he's just gonna run out of fuel That's again. Apparently. Funny. You know who? If I had a point lead like yours, I'm picking David Malukas. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Honestly, that'd be a good pick. Yeah. So. Oh, that's funny. You You're so spots. mean for not letting me have Joseph. Why would I let you have Joseph? Because you're a good friend. You should let me have Joseph. Oh. You should let I me am a Joseph. good friend, but I'm competitive. And then I could get my so. six points. My six points and make it close for the fans, Alex. For the fans. It's for the fans. Six points and you're only three behind me. I'm not doing that. Oh, so I'll be three behind you after I get my Ganassi sweep this weekend. I gotta root for them one day, and then the next day we're like, no, don't win! Wreck! Look at the... (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, that's funny. That'll be a lot of fun. So qualifying... Uh, Joseph probably going to win. So qualifying's gonna be really weird for us, because we're like, how are we supposed to feel if a car... If our driver qualifies good? You know what I mean? (laughs) So for me, I picked Dixon. I want him to have a really good lap one, because they're doing that quality session where they, like... Yeah. Do one lap and two laps. I want his lap one to be really, really good, and then lap two, like... He spins. Oh, no, he spins without hitting the without wall Without hitting or the wall, yes. And then for you... I need his tires to be, like, ice cold when he comes out of the pits, so his first lap sucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is so stupid. God. This is gonna be great. It was so hard That's because... That's probably the best content. God, I wanted to make... I wanted to pick power. I really did. He got a podium here last year, but I just didn't have the confidence to do it. Yeah, I just don't have the confidence right. in that twelve car. So, um, watch out for Erickson too. I don't know how do you do. He did. Yeah. How do you do at uh Toronto? I forgot where he finished. He finished. He was with Joseph. And oh, he finished eleven. He was with Joseph and Power. I think he oh. ran out of fuel, right? Yeah, he ran out of fuel. That's right. He and Power ran out of fuel. Yeah, That's but right. he was having like a top five run. So, just another yeah. little. Yeah. Um, I thought about picking Erickson, but I thought about. You know the contract That's, stuff. Yeah, it's hard to pick him right now. Scott um, McLaughlin too. I mean, he's he ran pretty good there last year in yeah. one of the races. Yeah, it's gonna be New Garden. New Garden's gonna win at least one of these. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, he's never though. We'll see. He hasn't won both of them though. We we've done Iowa doubleheaders a lot. Has. He has not swept them ever. No yeah. one has. I don't think. I don't think it has. Anyone in IndyCar ever swept a doubleheader? Actually, I don't think that's happened before. I don't think Detroit has. I think didn't Graham Rahal sweep Detroit one time? I don't know. Was that Belle Isle? I think I think Rahal did. I feel Maybe. like that happened. Yeah, but at Iowa, I don't think that's happened. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's happened anywhere. Anyways, y'all. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you guys want to keep up with what we're doing, um, our socials, you can follow us at Gay Racing Pod on Twitter, threads, and Instagram. You can follow me at DreamyZachGP on all of those platforms. You can follow Alex at NewGaden on all of those platforms as well, I believe. So, or something yep. like that, yeah. So, if you want to help support the podcast, give us a rating on Spotify or Apple. Um, let people know how much you love, you know, listening to us talk about racing. And we're we're having fun with this podcast. We did 
um just an awesome episode today great racing we had this weekend really good racing coming up and a, lo a lot of racing two indycar races f1 at um hungary we have cup at pocono um xfinity and trucks are also at pocono and honestly i don't hate them at pocono they're kind of good races sometimes mm. and yeah you and i didn't watch pocono last year right so it'd be kind of fun road. to watch that yeah mm -hmm. and i like pocono pocono's an underrated track y'all need to stop hating on her She's a good track. We've had a lot of good finishes. She's different. She's different. Fantasy's gonna... Oh, God. Fantasy is literally gonna kill me. Because, you like, the, the picks are so close. Always. You always pick the guy I that, know. like, I think I should pick. So, this weekend's gonna be interesting. So, <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Stay safe. Goodbye. Bye.